Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. God's name is going on in here. What was that ruckus? With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the fan man Hera. What ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app. Describe the ruckus, sir. And 1080. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. The fan. Hour number three on a Friday afternoon. It's a wonderful smarch day as the snow is falling somewhere, unfortunately. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. We love you. Whether you're listening here on 1080 AM, the fan, or 1080 AM, the fan, uh, on YouTube, youtube.com backslash 1080 AM, the fan, on twitch.com backslash 1080, the fan, uh, join us in the chats of both channels or in the Vancouver Ford text line at 583-864-6326. Let us know your thoughts, your feelings. Uh, revisiting real quick uh, with the NFL combine. Com- combine going combine. Are you having a stroke? I thought so right there. Are you right having there. a stroke? Yeah. Uh, the NFL combine going on. Uh, what is the one event that you would want to be the best at? A The 40-yard dash, the bench press, the vertical jump, or the broad jump. You can find that on at Danny and Dusty on Twitter. And we almost had a new record in what is coming in last right now. Broad jump Mm. is getting 3% of the vote. Uh, We had a Tyler Owens 12 feet 2 inches on the broad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But current leader, 40-yard dash. Uh, about half half the folks saying 40. And then the bench press at 26%. Invert is going at 21%. I mean, jumping high is really cool. Jumping high is really cool. But being, uh, for me, it's 40. I'd want to, uh, being the record holder in the 40 is just awesome. And the fact that John Ross, if he would have worn Adidas, would have gotten an island for running a 422, but he was wearing Nikes. Why, said, did, nah. why didn't he do it? I still don't get it. Be- because it's Adidas? I guess. Why didn't Chris Paul want to give up number three? Bingo. I wonder if this would have changed, though, if Washington was an Adidas school at the time. Mm. They were a Nike school at the time. If they were an Adidas school at the time, would he have just been like, ah, sure, I'll do it. I'm comfortable wearing Adidas anyways because that's what I wear in games. I've been wearing, yeah. Yeah. And uh, coincidentally, Softy, I saw, had a tweet yesterday that was getting uh, pretty comical reviews. The AD at UW said that, he wants Washington to be uh, the Adidas equivalent to what Oregon is for Nike and be the flagship school for, for Adidas. Well, you can and everybody's do that like, if, if, if stuff doesn't suck. Yeah, it's not good. Their yeah. merch for Washington is bad. It's bad. Right now. Yeah. It is just, and their fans aren't happy with it. But also just the idea that, hey, we want to be the the Nike 
equivalent of Oregon for Adidas. There will never be a school in any sport that is equivalent to Nike's relationship with Oregon. Because ever you aren't going to have the founder of the company giving a billion dollars to it we saw we saw maryland to try this with, with under, under armor and it did not it did not go well it is not going well no. uh that that will not ever no. happen because that relationship is far Natural. more than just being the flagship no. um outfitter of the university mm-hmm. it is the identity of both nike and oregon to be together yes like they will they will forever be etched together it's not like when adidas started making shoes it was on the uw campus no they <laughs> that did not happen they weren't pouring the rubber into the waffle irons <laughs> up in seattle there has been zero innovation no. towards adidas product line coming from the university of washington well, maybe that's what they should do maybe they'll <laughs> they'll get them to actually have decent football merch I guess. because god adidas football stuff has sucked forever <laughs> I mean, maybe the University of Dusseldorf (laughs) could be it, but not the University of Washington. Definitely don't dig too deep into those Adidas uh, (laughs) history logs either, because then you start, it gets a little dicey. That's that's for damn sure. It was just like, wait a minute. I mean, sure. I I think they probably would like to have that relationship with Adidas. Good luck. Be super helpful. Good luck. Well, you know what else? the Big Ten and SEC are hoping that everybody else in the CFP is going to be super helpful to them. Ross Dellinger reporting yesterday, right before, or right after we got off air, that the uh, SEC and Big Ten, as the current CFP, the new version one, is being proposed, would end up getting two double buys. Yes. So you would in a fourteen-team playoff. What they want, and I think on the surface we've talked about this in that. A fourteen-team playoff is a is a power move to get three automatic bids for each school. Now mm-hmm. they initially they asked for four each, which have made eight of the fourteen that's being a, from the SEC. Much. That is way too much. But if you go down and you look at all right, how this plays out, I there's obviously there's legs to it, and there is a a power vacuum here, and the SEC and the Big Ten are trying to grab it, and. That's what every conference is trying to do. Yes. Is if you have, it's what every business is trying yes, to do. If you have leverage, you go everywhere. and use it. Yeah. But it, the if you have the buys coming out of the Big Ten and the SEC, and for the conference champions, and then you sit there and you say this could lead to the conference championship game itself for those two conferences still does have a little bit of weight because sure. if you have a buy attached to it, all of a sudden it's got some juice. That's a heck of a lot more. And then what? the prevailing thought is that this also leads to a secondary conference championship game in each of those conferences between the third and fourth place teams for an automatic bid into the dance. Now this also gets into a little bit more of a, a hairy area because if you are, do the big 10 and sec want to expose themselves to that and risk losing an at large bid. Mm -hmm. And because there is a very real possibility, if you still have the number one and two playing for a conference championship game, then, you know, three and four, one could be an automatic bid based on how the conference sorts itself out. But that one could fall you, out. You're not going to get a fourth bid if they lose to the number three team and then suffer another setback. So, but will you get the we revenue have, of another championship game? Ah. And, will, I know, and that's it right there <laughs> is that can they make money off of a third place game? And the answer is yes. Th- this is the part where I think 
you go, all right, are we watering it down too much, though? Because you could see not one, but two, not rematches, but the third time they are playing in a singular season could potentially be in in one year. So think about this. Oregon and Washington, for the sake of this argument, Mm -hmm. they go and they play the very last game of the regular season because it's your rivalry game. Yep, and then you... Say, and then they go and they play in the Big Ten Conference Championship game. That would be the second time that they would meet is in a Big Ten Mm -hmm. Championship game. And then they could meet up a third time depending in on the, the like the second round of or or the semifinals of of the playoff, playing the same team three times. That I think you're just sitting there and you're going. We it don't like the NFL r- rarely, but it does happen. Yep, you do, the same di- teams in the same, in the same division, division. They play each other twice, and, and then, then they may the meet up in the yep. playoffs. But you are manufacturing this instead mm-hmm. of letting it more come naturally. The worst would be is if those two teams are in the third and fourth place game and you play right at the very next week, play each other mm-hmm. in the third, fourth place game, which you're sitting there and throwing up your hands going, what are we doing? Like, what, what, what is this? And then you go and you play each other in the second round of the playoff. That would be, that would be overkill. Yes. But if you're winning a playoff game. Here's my pushback. You are breeding maybe the most intense rivalries in college football. Yeah. Okay. But say then it's not Oregon, Washington. Say it's Oregon and Penn State. And? And you play in the regular season, the third, fourth place game, and then a playoff game. Birth I don't. A, birth I, a new rivalry. But is it with it's the third and fourth place game if they're both getting in? But what if what if they meet deeper in the playoff? Well, then they're, then the both teams deserve to be there. But, but, but that's what I'm saying. Let's. let's Again, part of this is is that the the part of the reason this is the way that it is is that the Big Ten and SEC are better than everybody else. They are the third place. The third place team in the Big Ten is, is better than going forward. I should say with the addition of Oregon, USC, Washington, uh, uh, UCLA, the addition of those teams and how good they have been historically and recently. The third place team in the Big Ten is better than the first place team in basically every other conference, likely. In this in moving outside forward, of the SEC, yeah. moving forward, yes, I think so, that's right. Because, like, just think of it this year. If this year it was Oregon, Washington, Michigan, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> think of it as if it was the SEC, where it was Alabama, Texas, Georgia, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. they they are better than what the Big Twelve and the ACC are putting on the field. So, with that, even if it is. A bit too much, quote unquote. Who cares? <laughs> I think the I think the the worry here is like somebody saying no one's paying to see that the third fourth place game. You put oh, it on, you want to bet? If you put it on a campus, they are. If it's neutral site, nobody's going. Nobody's going to go to a neutral site and watch a third fourth place game. But if you put it on a campus mm-hmm. instead of neutral site, yeah, you're going to get a lot of money yeah. out of that. People yeah. will go. It will be sold out because a a automatic bid to the playoff yeah. is on the line. And that's what I mean. One hundred percent. It will you, be, it will be sold out. And when you take those opportunities, again, I, I think you're 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 breeding the opportunity for more rivalries. Yeah. And if you're doing that with the top twenty teams in the country, it becomes a bit incestuous for sure, and maybe it, it snuffs out some of the older regional based rivalries, which I think we've already seen going away. You know the the Texas A and M Texas and 
Oklahoma, Texas, and whether that how that persists and um, the Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, how long those are going to go on for. And so does that become a problem? Probably. But like you said, what if it is Oregon and Penn State and they find themselves having games like Oregon and Washington did this year? And I, where they're where they're they are within one possession and it comes in and all of a sudden you build a rivalry, even if it is on the other side of the country. Now, I tell you right now, Oregon fans, if I say Oklahoma, how do you feel? What do you like as, playing as, Oklahoma? As playing Oklahoma. Yeah, of course you do. Of course you want to now, play Oklahoma. But I'm saying, like, because of what happened, because of that onside kick, there's that lingering screw oh, them. Yeah, uh, by, on Oklahoma side, for sure. <laughs> Oregon, yeah, yeah, Oregon yes, like I should say Oklahoma. Yes, but like <laughs> creating those opportunities more often, higher yeah. leverage pl- uh, positioning more often within your conference over and over and over again. Yeah, I, I think that that is where they're seeing. There's money to be made. There's good games to yes. be had. And I understand from anybody that is not a fan of a team from the Big Ten or the SEC, I see how you would the hate fatigue. This. But sure. at the same token, those two conferences will comprise of 34 teams in in the FBS. Mm-hmm. 34. And if you look at teams that have been in the playoff, a vast majority of teams that have actually played in the college mm-hmm. football playoff reside in those two conferences now. Because if you look at it from the Pac-12, it was only Oregon. It was only Washington. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Big 12, it was only Texas. It was only Oklahoma. And TCU, TCU got in as well. But uh, you look at it and you go, that the is short list. It's a very short list. Out of the ACC, it's Clemson, Clemson and Florida State. That, And that's where the list ends. Yeah. This is why they want they see the need. And you think of it, and people are like, 14-team playoff, that's what the NFL has. There's 32 teams in the NFL. There's 34 teams in these two conferences. Just these two conferences, and you still have... It's the consolidation of power, and they're saying, we want six of the playoff spots for 34 teams. I think it's fair. I I do, too. But I also think when in having those three guaranteed uh, playoff spots for the Big Ten and the SEC, you are also... There will be a strength of schedule component that still exists, sure. Because losing a non a non conference game and scheduling a big opponent is not the death sentence that it would be if there's only one or even two spots that are available as automatic bids from the Big Ten and the SEC. Because now that you have three opportunities um, to get in as an automatic qualifier, you will. It then doesn't be, have to be then cupcake. You can't. What would it, what it will come down to is all right. Any of those at large bids. God, go play an ACC team. Go mm-hmm. play a Big 12 team and, and beat them and show that they don't belong in there. Yeah. But if you can't afford to s- schedule anybody else of, of note on your schedule, then everybody's just going to play lesser opponents in their non-conference. Yeah. And I think what college football needs is those crossover, crossover matchups yeah. early in the season. I don't like the idea of the minimum <clears throat> automatic amount of teams from one conference. I hate that idea. And what I hate even more is the one that's been, that was floated of uh, uh, guaranteeing the number one and number two spots with buys to the SEC and big 10 winners. I hate it. You want to, why do you feel like you need to be guaranteed something? You think you're so good, go out and prove it on the field. Damn it. Yeah. I, I'm with you in that. I think the winner of those 
two conferences is going to be regarded as the best team in college football. Mm-hmm. Right, the two probably. best teams in college football. But to have anyway. it like locked into the language of the of the thing, I think is is I think that's a bridge too far. It's the power vacuum. They're, yeah, they're I agree. But they also you also have to see it as they want their conference championship games to matter. Yeah, because the other conferences. Inherently, the ACC, the ACC they do matter. They inherently they do matter because that's your only way you're getting yeah, in. Right. They want the conference title game to be for that buy, for that extra little bit of juice, so every game matters uh, over the course of the season. And that's that's a difficult part about where college football's at right now. Is how do you amplify it to make sure these games truly do matter? Because as you expand the playoff, the watering down of your regular season. It's a real thing, mm-hmm. and you have to make sure it is still relevant. And Why it's still, still viable? Yeah. So there's your your latest college football playoff update. Uh, coming up next, there are some changes coming to the actual college football game. Long overdue. Coming up here on Danny and Dusty today, the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Every time a committee gets involved, I always raise an eyebrow. It's never good. It's never good. Danny doesn't trust committees. I don't like committees, governing bodies, anything along those lines. No. Let the man live on his ranch. But. Compound. The NCAA football. Danny, you're going to have a compound at some point in your life. Do you know that? Yeah, I will. Like, you are going, you're probably already scouting out, like, Mahler County out in eastern Oregon. Find yourself a a nice little compound area. I, 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 I find spots with. You know, strategically advantageous terrain. <laughs> yeah. May or may not have a sniper's nest. Meringue Manor. <laughs> Get ready. The, 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 the eight-part docuseries on Netflix is going to be a thriller. There, yeah, my, imagine what's going in his bat cave. Like, it's oh, like, yeah. When uh, when my parents were the crimes house. everybody saw coming, <laughs> <laughs> because he talked about him on the radio. <laughs> they uh, Russ and I are just gonna be sitting there like, yeah. I mean, I'd like to say we didn't see it coming, but <laughs> we tried to tell you. He tried to tell you. We, we, <laughs> we and him, they all sent the, the direct messages to the FBI. Now, my parents rebuilt their house and they put dormers up and uh, some what. Dormers, what's that? Like the fake, like they're windows, but like you can't get like into the top of my parents' house. Like it's the, it's oh, the okay roof, right? Yeah, so, gotcha. But they have uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. That's the first time I've ever heard that word, yeah. but I know exactly what you're talking but about. But there, there are actual windows that go into the roof, yes. but like it's just blow-in insulation up there. Like There's storage in some areas, but otherwise it's just... Uh, there's like a board that's like six feet long. So if you if you need to get to the windows to clean them, change them out, whatever, you can. But uh, somebody who was helping us at the time, uh, I just, I'm going to get there eventually, uh, was like, that seems like a sniper position for Danny when he comes home on leave. And um, everybody just kind of looked around and was like, yeah, well? Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. You're so, not wrong. So, you know. I've I've had time to play with it at least a little bit. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind no. that that's what downtime looks like for you. You know, just got to depend on you. Just got to figure out which caliber I want in there. Look, I I support you uh, in your non-criminal activities. You want to go shooting sometime? N- yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to go alone with you, <laughs> but I think Dick Cheney wants to tag along too. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> Yeah, but I do. Guns yeah. guns are fun. They're fun. They are. When Responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> not going to catch us slipping. Uh, the NCA, they, they they might not be slipping anymore either. We're going to get comms in the helmets, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so they're voting mm. for, they're voting on some rule changes. This comes up every year, but this one, w- there's actually a few rules that make sense. Yes. And in college football, it's, it's long overdue. We saw in selected bowl games, this year, there was the ability to have um, the the earpiece in the helmet like we see in the NFL that they use on offense and defense with the quarterbacks and the middle linebackers in the NFL to where the coach can just relay this, the calls directly into uh, the headset of the players, one designated player on each side of the ball. And in this sounds really good in the NFL because usually you only have one quarterback or one middle linebacker is mm-hmm. always on the field. College football is a little bit different, especially on the defensive weird. side yeah. of the ball, where defense, you have guys flying in and out, rotations are coming in, and you can only have one active. Green dot is what they call them. Mm-hmm. I'm for it because of all of the Science stupidity dealing. that we see. Yeah, science, and really, the Patriots um, in, in the Spygate stealing the Jets signals. Miking, miking the uh, the booth. That was a big... No, the, the, when they videotaped the signs of the New York Jets. Oh, I, I was thinking about when they, when they found the listening device in the booth. Now, that... <laughs> there was only one Spygate. <laughs> everything else is your Earth is flat, space is not real. Okay. <laughs> were, were the Patriots investigated for having a listening device in their booth? Yes. That was not one they got popped for. Okay, I'm just saying. What, did they find some pigeons in there? <laughs> I think that they had the, the sign-stealing, and then they had the, the guy at the Browns game where they were, I think they forfeited the, some pick where an advanced scout was essentially doing the Connor same Stallings. thing. Yeah. yeah, he was Connor Stallions in the S yes out of that. But with ev- all the paranoia, you have guys with bed sheets on the sidelines holding up, mm-hmm. making sure they don't. This can minimize that a ton. And it's, it also speeds the game up. And what they want to do is they say, all right, with 15 seconds in the play clock or if the ball is snapped, that is when the comms go silent. But it also improves the game because think of what you can tell your quarterback Speed it up. as he's going through like, hey, third and six, remember, these things that a coach mm-hmm. can say, you can get the call in and he can, you know, if you have a, a quarterback with the wristband, you just say 37, 37, 37, right? You say that a few times, that's the play number, or some teams do color and then a letter, and you can go like orange B, right? 
and they go down, they get their play. But after you say orange B, orange B, orange B, then you go into, hey, we're on third and six. Remember their tendencies. Mm-hmm. Things that you can't say oh, as an offensive coordinator, you know, yelling at the numbers, third and six, remember what they do? Yeah. But you can get those little coaching tips in. Defense, you can do the same sort sort of thing. Interestingly enough, did you see the video clip of Micah Parsons and, oh, God, it was one of the, Patrick, or the Packers wide receivers. Might have been Christian Watson, but uh, they were comparing calls. And Micah Parsons called, it was like uh, 36 straight. That was the call for the defense, and then uh, the the Packers wide receiver was like, it was eight different things. Yeah, long. Yeah, and that and is, it was just, but it was hilarious because Micah Parsons was like, what? What, what, what? what do you mean? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, well, and he used the example of it's third and six. And I'm trying to hear what the call is, and it's this, 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 and he goes. You think maybe we should, because they were talking about having the, the comms and the helmets and the differences. And it's like, yeah, it matters. It, it's huge. Yeah. It, it's huge for those little communications. It makes the game better. And it does, it speeds it up yeah. where, you know, you can have more action, less downtime. I'm for it. It's long overdue. Yes. Paranoia can subside just a little bit. It just is different paranoia now. Yeah. Um, now you gotta, you gotta actually tap in. Or the frequencies yeah. and, you know, who's listening to the frequencies, exactly. all that stuff. But, that is Which long overdue. Try. The other one that they're proposing is two-minute warning. Yeah. We could get a two-minute warning in college football I feel now. like that should be there. I don't like seeing things slow down, but I think two-minute warning is actually – the more it's like the pro game, on the as far as the rails are concerned, particularly as it pertains to timing, I think the better the product is. Well, and this goes down to when you, when you had the clock running after first downs – the game was speeding up. Mm-hmm. There is this reality of the NFL has a two minute warning for their TV partners. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they Get we in. ran into this over the course of this football season where you were sitting there and like, are some of these TV like when they do take a timeout? Do these timeouts seem longer? Is this seven minutes long? It was yeah. like, yeah, it was. You had they're still got to fill that yeah. inventory so you can speed the game up. But their TV partners were spending billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that they still get that two-minute warning where it's scheduled in so you won't have extended timeouts sporadically through a game um, that are a little bit longer. So uh, I think both those things, they're probably coming very soon to a college football game near you. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's, it's a good thing in, in, in this way as well. It locks in the potential drama. Yeah, it's two it heightens minute, it's it. Two minute, it's two-minute drill drama time. I think that's another one. They, they also have one here about uniforms in which this this is why the NCA needs to go to hell. The, the exact wording from the NCA.org website. In recent years, the committee has expressed concerns about the looks of players' uniforms, specifically pants. I agree with this. Ah, it's boo! No, this is 100%. Why, the pants above the knees? The most ridiculous thing that we see week in and week out. You have guys that are wearing booty shorts mm. as their pants. Like they do not come anywhere close. It should not be a flag. It should not be a penalty. No, but what you're seeing is if the threat is there, you can still wear a knee a pant that covers your knee. <laughs> and that you won't have what we're seeing now, which is the trend they're getting. They honestly are. They're shorts now. Yeah. And and it's all the DBs. And you still I I agree with it. I think it's a st- it looks stupid. Is the reason why I'm for it. I want I and, want to bring back the midriff too. 
it, what they should also put in there with uniforms is wearing five mouthpieces should not be. You, no, no, no. The only only mouthpiece you can wear is the one in your mouth. <laughs> you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go NCA. Yeah. Look, See? I love Zach Brandt. Now you're on my Take own the hill. stupid binky off the face mask. So they have, like, I this was infuriating me. And I saw one Georgia player. I don't know who the Georgia player was. He had one in his mouth. He had one dangling from his face mask. And then he had one stuck up in, like, a ventilation hole in his helmet. He had three mouthpieces on his it's, helmet. It's like a Honda Civic with a spoiler. <laughs> what are we it's doing? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and it, it doesn't look cool. No, it looks dumb. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Same thing with that bolt-on erector set spoiler and the four-inch exhaust that doesn't fit on a freaking Camaro. <laughs> God. All right, they, 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 they riled me up. Just go back to what swag used to be. Spat and some wristband, wristbands, and huh? Again, midriff. Spat them up. Look, spat them up. Bring the midriff. You want to show off right. the six pack? Go for it. You yeah. work for that thing. Who had, Oregon had uh, Malapea back in the day. His belly was just showing yeah. all game long. And if you worked on that Rolex belly, go ahead. Go do go it. Go for it. But my favorite was the guy who, who shouldn't be showing that midriff, and mm. he was. That was a great look. Oh, yeah, no. And they were doing it in the days of the old AstroTurf, where you were Oof. getting big old rug burns Big old on rug burn on that thing. <laughs> uh, speaking of showing your belly, Jeff Ross, you ready to show us your belly? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday afternoon, which means it's time for awe. But first, it's Big Kahuna with Sports on Update. I'm not sure what to do with that. <laughs> This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the best time of the week. It is Friday afternoon at 2.30, which means it is time for Jeff Russ to show his belly and play some more. Scored five touchdowns in a high school football game, this man did. If you're watching on YouTube.com slash 1080AM, the fan, he's wearing his Al Bundy Polk High number 33 jersey, everybody. Yeah, you're giving me too much credit. There's only four touchdowns one game. Oh, four touchdowns yeah. one game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see here. The Trailblazers, they start a three-game trip with a back-to-back in Memphis against the Grizzlies, and they're wrapping up Monday night at the T-Wolves. Uh, Portland currently 15-42 and 42 on the season. That's 14th in the West. The Grizzlies are 13th in the West, four games ahead of the Blazers. So let's put the over-under for wins on the trip at 0.5. You taking the over or under. Taking one. They get, they get, the, they get the series with the Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies, they're, they're very bad. De- DeAndre Aiden's not playing tonight. I do have a reeling suspicion he will play in game two. Hey, that's good news. And I, I've, I've heard that things went as good as they could have gone as it pertained to his injury. So, I will say, hmm, uh, over <laughs> confidently. <laughs> Boy, I don't even know any. I like you, you just sit there and you look at it now and you're like, ah, uh, you got to squint for anything. Right Remember, now. No, it's tough. No, 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 John Moran, no Jaron. Oh no, Jaron is playing. No Stephen Adams. Obviously, he's been traded. No Desmond Bain. It's uh, it's tough for the Grizz too. Hey, so there is hope. It yeah. ends. March is a new month. March is a March. new month. Uh, also, the Grizzlies are favored by one and a half. Oh, yes. Blazers one and five as the favorite this year. All they've, right. been, they've been favored in six games. Uh-huh. Hey, <laughs> to put that Al Bundy stat in, into perspective, like I remember thinking like four touchdowns in one game as a kid. I was like, that's a lot in one game. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many touchdowns per game Derrick Henry averaged his senior year of high school? Wasn't it per six? Game? 
No. 4.23. He averaged oh Al averaged Al Bundy's well, four touchdowns in one game the, the, per game. There's a reason why Derrick Henry went on to the NFL and Al Bundy went on to selling women's shoes. Mm. Well, if you had had a chance, maybe if Al Bundy had 462 carries. Was that in 11 games? 13. 13? Okay. He rushed for 4,200 yards. He averaged nine. .2 yards per carry and 327 yards per game. Still the most disgusting college Dear high God. school tape of all time. His and Haloti Nottas. Yeah, Noel Devine is up there too. Mm. Noel Devine's. That's a good one. Oh, God. So uh, we are in the midst of the NFL Combine, and as we lead up to the draft, we'll get a bunch more mock drafts. In uh, one of the worst-kept secrets in the league, the Denver Broncos likely looking to move on from Russell Wilson. They've got the number 12 pick. Various mocks have them connected with both Oregon's Bo Nix and Michigan's J.J. McCarthy. If your quarterback guru, Sean Payton, and assuming both are still available, do you take Nix or McCarthy? Nix. I, I, I don't. Look, McCarthy's younger, potential, blah, 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 blah. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I, I think Nix is at least... Got the potential to be a solid player. I'm going to go Bo Nix as well because what we saw with Bo in the, the latter part of his career, it was the last two seasons that he had at Oregon. He had two different coordinators, and there's a lot of turnover. But you saw raw athleticism mm -hmm. developed from his freshman to those final two years at Oregon. So I'm going to go with Bo Nick's better overall athlete. Yes, that that of and better quarterback. Very much. Uh, Bo Nix is not sneaky fast. He's just fast. Nah, he fat fast. Uh, Caleb Williams, basically about as much of a lock to go number one as you can get. But the number two quarterback off the board, uh, a little bit murkier of a picture. Mm -hmm. Recent rumors have the Commanders preferring Jaden Daniels over Drake May. Uh, so who has the better shot at succeeding in Washington, Jaden Daniels or Drake May? I'm out on North Carolina quarterbacks without without having a lot of tape for quite some time. So whether that's fair or not, I'm I am gonna go with Jaden Daniels. Okay. Uh I'm going in this one's really tough because I don't know whether either of them are franchise quarterbacks. I honestly don't like I think Caleb Williams is a franchise quarterback. Yep. I think that you are looking at both Drake May and Jane Daniels. They have their legitimate questions about mm -hmm. them. Uh, and it was a regression year for Drake May. Mm -hmm. uh, and you never want and to see that. explosive year for Jaden. Heading into your final year. But we've seen, I mean, we have seen a lot of football from, from Drake May. And I trust Drake May more than I trust Jane Daniels at right now. So I'm going Drake May. Uh, at least one mock draft. We're looking at USA Today's here. It was done by uh, Michael Middlehurst Schwartz and Nate Davis. They've got the Patriots taking a QB at number three as well. Oh, great. With New England taking whoever is left of either Jaden Daniels or Drake May. That's mm. so fun. Uh, who would have more success in New England, Jaden Daniels or Drake May? The Meteor. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They got $101 million in cap space to use now, according to Over the Cap. So, Zach Wilson? So maybe, uh, uh, and then I'll, uh, I'm going to stick with my guy, Drake May. I'm going to go with my guy, Drake May, I, because I, I think he's just going to be better. I think for various reasons, Drake May makes more sense in New England. Uh, in that same USA Today mock draft, uh, the Chargers at number five, uh, Middlehorse Schwartz has them taking Georgia tight end Brock Bowers, while Nate Davis has them taking Washington receiver Roma Dunze. 
would the Chargers be better off with Bowers or Odunze? As good as Bowers is, he's easily the best tight end in this draft and could be a guy who's like Jason Witten plus, which that's pretty hard to beat. I think Odunze is the safety blanket that they've wanted and that they've tried to get and pretty much guarantees a reliable number one for Justin Herbert where the other guys have just been beat to hell. I think Brock Bowers. I think the importance of the tight end position, especially for a quarterback like Justin Herbert, they are not going to be void of tools, but they can up if you can upgrade that position. And look, we we're talking about this free agent class. If you go out and you get Mike Evans in the twilight of his career and you add him to to that receiving core, mm-hmm. I think you can build your receiving core with enough reliable assets and not have to overpay for him sure. this year. I think Brock Bowers and attaching him to Justin Herbert, you can start a a dynamic duo between two. Think of this. Of never all of the yet. last Super Bowl winners, who has been the best pass catcher? Yeah, you got Kelsey, Mahomes, uh, Gronk, Brady. Dallas Goddard with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I mean, you have had great tight end play because it helps in both as- both facets of your game. I'm going tight end there. I'm is, going Brock Bowers. Is it chicken or the egg? It's chicken and the egg for me. With it pertains to Herbert and tight ends. He's just never really thrown two tight ends, but he's also never had tight ends. I think in heart, with Greg Roman and in John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh too, think of how Greg Roman's offense looked under John mm-hmm. Harbaugh with Mark Andrews. A lot of it is built in to be successful at that For tight sure. end too. Yeah. Uh, last one, a little bit further down the draft board, the Bengals are at number eighteen. The they've Bengals. Got a, they've got a little bit of power at the uh, star power at the wide receiver position with Jamar Chase and T Higgins, but Higgins and Tyler Boyd uh, both likely headed for the open market. Davis has them selecting Oregon wide receiver Troy Franklin Whoa. with the number 18 pick. Ideal situation for Troy Franklin, the Bengals, or the field. I Bengals. You're not going to find a better spot than that other than Kansas City. And I think if he doesn't go to a team like Cincinnati, I think he goes to Kansas City because they're going to be on the in the market for a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you go from 18 down... There's only two bad places that I see. You have here's here's after 18. Then you have 19th LA, the Rams. 20th is the Steelers. I think that's one of the bad situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the Dolphins, Eagles, Texans, Cowboys, Packers, Buccaneers, Cardinals. That's the other mm-hmm. one. Then you go Bills, Lions, Ravens, Niners, Chiefs. If he falls to 18. That is the best case scenario yeah. for Troy Franklin. Hell, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. If he falls past 16 where Seattle is, mm-hmm. he's his career is going to be far better than what expectations are yeah. because of the quarterback play yeah. that is following behind it. Because at, at 17 is Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars, even though they probably don't need him. So I'm going to go. Bengals with the field. Bengals with the field. I'm thinking the Bengals just because, as good as the field yeah. is, I think I'm gonna, you aren't getting better than Burrow unless you're getting yeah, Patrick uh, Mahomes. That's good. I think I, I'm going to go with the field just because there's a lot of great options sure. in there. There's a lot of great mm-hmm. options in there. But Cincinnati, any wide receiver would be like, yes, yes, now I want it. 
All of it. Yeah. That's really good. And if you're Troy Franklin, you want to go there, too, because you're Hell option yeah. number three. Even though you're not getting the targets, the coverage yeah. you're going to see, eat. going to be open, open. All righty. That's it. That's it. we got to go to break anyway. God bless right. you. No, we don't. The only person who says that's the producer. Yeah, right? That it me? Do you just want to show your belly oh. again? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're him. <laughs> right. So I guess... I uh, We'll go to a break, and then uh, we'll get ready to hand you off to Isaac Souk here. Come up on Danny and Dusty, Danny the Fan. Yeah. Who do you think you are? I am. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Any big plans this weekend, buddy? Anybody? No, Ross, I am a single nope. dad uh, this weekend. Wife, oh. wife is on uh, a girl's trip. So see. dad is, uh, pray for me. Okay. So it's a pizza weekend. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You, you, you know that. Yeah. 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 yeah know, it's happening tonight. I know uh, the yeah, life. Yeah. Pizza's happening. Are we, oh, are we doing uh, uh, take and bake or, or, or full order? Oh, great question. Haven't gotten that far. Mm. I just know pizza's in the plan. In the plan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Papa Murphy's has the old triple pep back. Oh, hey. Three kinds of pepperoni. Ooh. Yeah. It's not special, too. I'm going to go see Dune, Dune 2. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, that movie is getting insane. It's, it's getting, like, best movie of all time reviews from everyone. And I'm kind of wondering, like, is this, a, is, is this like, psyops? But apparently it's it's incredible. All right. Well, so, I'm, I'm excited we'll, for the movie we'll, review. We'll How the, many we'll, D's do you get? I, I did give Masters of the Air a movie review. I did go Triple D's yesterday. You tri- it's of- Triple D's and deserving of it's it. It's so Masters good. of the Air is really good. Uh, also, the Dynasty, even if you're not a Patriots fan, uh, I know like a lot of the hardcore Patriots fans are dumping on dumping on it because they just kind of breeze past, I don't know, winning back-to-back Super Bowls, but then spend an hour and a half on... Uh, Spygate, mm. but that's really good because they go into the nitty gritty and all the stuff that Patriots haters love to talk about. Which great, it brings and us in. You get to yeah, you get to hear from Ernie Adams, who was Bill Belichick's right hand man, mm. who nobody has ever heard of, but is like they said the brains behind the operation. Like he's one of the most brilliant football minds. Um, out there, you actually get to hear him talk, which is weird. They took the muzzle off. Yeah, you get to hear about Tom Brady's upbringing and how big of an a hole he was to his sisters, which yeah. is great and very relatable. Yes, um, and just that competitive streak that he's always had. It's it's really good. So Apple TV is they doing a phenomenal bangers. job. And then we've had a bunch of people on the Vancouver Four text line mention Greyhound, the Tom Hanks uh, naval show or movie, also to watch. Oh, Greyhound. Yeah, yeah, Greyhound is, is that's pretty good. Um, I've been watching for all mankind. I'm on season two. Love it. Okay, season one. There's a lot, man. I and was it- so with it until there is there is a massive storyline that is that is in this. Uh, we're five seasons in. You can go spoiler. Oh, you can go. I can't. We're, that's how many seasons? Yeah, there? yeah, they're going into season five. Hot damn. Yeah. When the dude's kid dies? Yeah, it leaves you at the end of the season. What the hell, yeah. man? Yeah, it's tough. That is like, yeah. it, no, I yeah. like it, it had me enthralled, and I'm like, you're going to do that? And Just imagine, though, they ended the first season with that. Yeah, no, I'm not. If you had to wait 
Mm. That's like that's like getting red wedding. Yeah, I don't. That is something that I just was like everything else. I was in on. I was Gross. in on. But when you go down that road, I was just like, oh man, this is super sad. We've super been, sad. We've been watching this docu series on Netflix, uh, the Curious Case of Natalia Grace, hmm. and it's apparently the orphan horror movies were loosely based on this story. Uh, hmm. She was a you girl born in the Ukraine or, or in Ukraine, excuse me. Uh, little person, lots of like uh, uh, physical developmental disabilities and whatnot, uh, adopted and brought over here. And then it's about basically the nightmare stories of both her and the adoptive family. And it is all over the place. It is bonkers. And we just finished the season two and it looks like they're setting it up for a season three. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. But it's crazy. Okay. There all are right. some... Her, her like main adoptive family in this, just two of the worst people you will ever see in your entire life. It's yeah, it's bonkers. That sounds sad. That sounds sad. Mildly problematic at best. Uh, also, uh, Warriors is on Netflix. It's a Max show. Mm. Really cool. Warriors. It, it's, it, no, it's uh, I think it, no, yeah, it's about a guy. I think or the warrior, something like that. It's not about wrestling. Um, mm. or gangs. Oh. It actually it is about gangs, but it's set mm. in like uh post Civil War San Francisco. Okay. And it's oddly specific, but let's there, go on. Yeah. No, there's a uh a guy who gets brought over from China on on like the, the boats, you know, slave ships mm, basically. Yeah. And he's just a badass. And okay. he's he's kicking ass and taking names. Okay. I'm only one episode in, but it's, right, it seems pretty good. I'll dive down that little rabbit hole. Look, we're we're all over the place okay. right now. Okay. All right, but monster trucks are in town too. They are Sunday. Kick ass. Monster trucks are the best. Yes. They're the best. You can say as many dumb things as you want about them, then you go see them and you're like, oh there are certain things that as a kid you love and then you grow up and you're like, yeah, uh, this is pretty cool. Monster trucks are up there, wrestling is up there, mm-hmm. air shows. Always, Always cool. up there. Always cool. Yeah, they, something's just never changed. It's just dudes. Dudes being dudes. For sure. You know? All right, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday. From noon till 3 up next, you got four hours of power from their mouths to your ears. It's primetime with Ice Skin Souk. Have a great weekend. Bye. Yeah, moron. Ooh. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.